You've tuned in the Bellingham Podcast for the week of September 8th, 2019. This is an episode 130. Off of the mountain and back to the city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And dusting off my Columbia fleece out of the closet, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, our Community Connections Conversations continues. Did you like that alliteration? With Whatcom County Councilperson Carol Frazee. That's a lot of C's. We had a fun conversation about fitness, motivation, life in Bellingham, and much more. Come listen in on the conversation. This, you lovely and talented listener, is the Bellingham Podcast. Hi, I feel a lot better. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing just fine. Thank you, AJ. Welcome back from the mountain. Glad that it didn't eat you up. Nope, nope, nope. I'm, I'm still alive. All 10 fingers, 10 toes, and uh, I didn't fall off the mountain, so we're good. Battery recharging. Yes, very thoroughly. While I was gone, apparently you had a sit down with somebody. I had an opportunity to interview uh, Whatcom County Councilperson Carol Frazee, hey, uh, who also is the owner of the Fit School here in Bellingham. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that in the interview but before we kick into the the conversation uh guess what what the kiddos are back in school oh yeah and uh while yours is not quite there yet and mine is there we got a public service announcement from the bellingham podcast public service announcement thank you uh please drive the school speed limit if it's blinking a yellow light in 20 even though you may not see any kiddos or people around let's drive slower because it's important we don't want to make the front page headlines nor get pulled over by a motorcycle law enforcement official and get lit up with a ticket yes as we've seen uh, a lot of recently and and what you can do is actually picture will smith's video summertime where he's in the convertible cruising around yes picture that when you're driving uh, around the school zones that's how i always look behind the wheel chris uh cool (laughs) so (laughs) speaking of roads uh, I also want to give a shout out before we jump into the uh, interview. Uh, there were a number of road construction projects Oof. going on around Whatcom County and Bellingham uh, due to the nice weather. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to, to the folks that were in the yellow vests uh, who were working overnight hours yeah. starting at 7 p.m. or so and ending at 7 a.m. Uh, around Sunset Drive. Our neck of the woods. State Route 542 if you're playing along. Uh, they did a a pretty impressive job about fixing whatever they need to be fixed, <laughs> but also doing a great job in the paving. And I believe they're still in the striping era right they now. Are. They are. But uh, shout out to all those folks who are going overnight to not, uh, so that we don't have to have traffic crippled nope. during the work day. No, and the planning of that was really well executed, I, I thought. My wife and I kind of dreaded when that project was announced. As did my wife. Yeah, because that, that intersection, uh, you and I both frequent a lot. Uh-huh. And no, like they gave us ample heads up. That was great to know. Uh, and then the whole project, just like you said, like they they phased it in a way that it didn't really bottleneck sure. as bad as some of the other projects in town. So props to you guys. Absolutely. So I couldn't, AJ, I just couldn't interview a member of Whatcom County Council in a recording studio. No. And also with that said, this interview is going to be a very gusty one. There's a lot of editing foo I had to do to this uh, foo. Yeah, we, we <laughs> had to enjoy one of the last remaining sunny days outside. Uh, and uh, I chose the Tom Glenn Common at the Bellwether. Yeah. A beautiful area. Uh, 
So you might notice some wind because we're right on the water and you might notice some rattling. That's the bellwether staff moving stuff around. So oh, also in some waves crashing as I was editing it, dude, like you can even hear subtly the waves crashing in the background. It's nice. It's it's on location. If it's you will. Good. So let's uh, jump into the interview with Whatcom County Council person and owner of the fifth school, Carol Frazee. Well, Whatcom County Councilperson Carol Frazee, thank you so much for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Thanks, Chris. I'm really excited to be here, and I'm looking forward to all your questions. <laughs> well, I have a few of them for you. Some of them uh, I've made you aware of. Some of them you may not be expecting. Okay, so, um, If my research is correct, you've lived in Bellingham since 2000. Yes, correct. What brought you to Whatcom County? Um, my sister lived here, and we for about 12 years we tried. We visited, and we tried to get jobs here, my husband and I. And finally, he found a job at PLU for one year, and then we moved his way up to Skagit Valley. I was pregnant at the time, eight months pregnant when we moved here, so I had to find a doctor right away. And I uh, can understand that. <laughs> and uh, stayed home for a while with my kids. But we, we worked forever to get here because we would visit here, and just even in the winter, it was just it's just everything. We lived in Boulder, Colorado. We lived in Davis. We lived in Pennsylvania. And this had ocean and uh, mountains and hiking and outdoor. We just love all that. I, I could totally understand that. So what is one of the most striking changes you've seen since you first came here in about two decades of living? What's really uh, changed for you uh, upon living here? Yeah, I, I think the growth, like the people moving in, I, but I, I kind of like it. I think everyone adds something and we, we do have to work on housing. But um, uh, there's a lot of people moving here, and we really need to prepare for that. But that's the biggest change I've seen. And, and also, you know, the little, like, uh, some of, like, Rudy's Pizza just closed. You know, the, the little things you love about Bellingham and the area, and also Acme Diner is going to be closing. All these things that are icons for our area, that's the sad part that... I see happening. Change does occur, unfortunately. Yes. yes I, I, rem- I have fond memories of Rudy's Pizzeria uh, on State Street uh, as well, but uh, hopefully things will you know, continue on. <laughs> yes, they will. And there's there's good things to come. Absolutely. So let's talk about your work with Fit School. Yes. Now, you've been a catalyst or a leader and, dare I say, a guru in, in encouraging women to get active and to get fit. Yes. Uh, I'm starting to notice as temperatures drop slightly uh, from this beautiful summer we've had around Bellingham. I'm wondering, Carol, how would you encourage women to continue their fitness regimen when the mornings start to get chilly and the weather gets a little drizzly and it's kind of gloomy outside as we're in? How do you give them incentive to get out there? So that's one thing we talk about, like starting now or, you know, make sure you have the right equipment. You know, if you have a raincoat and if you have a headlamp and a reflective vest and a friend maybe you know a lot of people want to feel safe when they're out there just making sure you have the gear first and what the one once you do it a few times like get out like it's pouring down rain and you go out once and I always tell people to relax right in between their eyes like we squint up and we tighten up when we go out in the rain it's like how about you just like loosen up right between your eyes and actually just enjoy the raindrops you know and that's and just trying to get out there and enjoy it. Go out for 10 minutes and come back in. And then, you know, just get out there 10 minutes and just to start. Sometimes just a little bit of effort compounds in, uh, the interest on the investment. Yes. Very good. Yeah. And, and also um, meeting friends, like, with and if they rely on you, say, I, I have a friend I met today at 6 a.m. And we don't text each other. She just tells me when she's headed out with her dogs to meet me. But we don't say, oh, I'm not going today. It's, like, not even an option. Oh, uh, <laughs> so. yes. Very good, very good. Well, I believe we have some listeners on the show that would say that they are, quote, too busy 
or to, to get out there and do the work, you know, just to get out there, even if it's for 10 minutes. How do you guide your clients in putting it on the prior list when they're running after their kiddos, for example, or uh, their day is so comprised of their work or their job that they just feel blasted at the end of the day and don't have that internal engine to rev them up to go out to uh, get some fitness in? Yes, I totally understand. You know, I, I was home with two kids also and have a job, and uh, it is really difficult to, but but making that a priority, I would say, you know, you would never, if you had a doctor's appointment, hardly ever would we miss it because we'd lose the money, first of all, and then uh, we need our health. So if we make our appointments with ourselves for uh, fitness, it just has to be a priority. Just I know it sounds simple, but it's not simple. Uh, so just making that, making putting everything in place so that you can't fail. Like if you're going to get up at five, say your alarm goes off, having your clothes right there, ready to go, even your shoes. Some people even sleep in their clothes, their running clothes, just so they really? get up and go. Yes, I do know people who do that. Okay. Anything or people that take their um, running or their workout clothes to work, and then they won't allow themselves to go in their house before they walk for 20 minutes. And just little simple things. It's kind of, you have to play tricks on your head because especially when the weather's horrible sure. and all that. And I think the community too. If you can find a community, I know, you know, Fairhaven Runners has walking and running groups and, you know, we have Fit School and there's a lot of different uh, activities, lots of gyms. If you can find your people and um, connect and make sure that they help you stay accountable. And also just, yeah, making that part, if you can just do it, consistently and just making it part of your day and I know that it sounds so simple but look at if you look at your daytime schedule and what where are you like I always tell people what if we did uh what if we did a plank every time before we looked at Facebook you know we'd be pretty tough interesting very interesting (laughs) idea you know play little tricks with yourself well you're combining the physical and and the uh online connection I've I've often thought or I've read articles online that when you're watching the football game, because guess what's coming up on the near future? During commercial breaks, if you did 10 push-ups, 15 push-ups during a commercial break, how would that impact your physical fitness as you're watching the Hawks? We would be so buff. <laughs> Indeed. So speaking of uh, buff or formerly buff, okay. uh, so let's just say I know that with the fit school it mainly applies to women, but let's just say there happened to be a man in his <laughs> mid-40s, so to speak. Okay. who used to have an active lifestyle uh, in, involving weightlifting and sports, but now has, oh, what do they call it nowadays, a dad bod. <laughs> and even though he isn't much for running due to, uh, f- you know, flat arches and other things like that and very little uh, stamina, uh, still gets exercise walking the family dog with his wife about five times a week. You knew a lot about this guy. I, I, I know. I got a friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, how would you set this hypothetical man, so to speak, yeah. uh, on the path back to improve fitness? How would you take someone who used to be very active but is kind of just doing a little bit of low impact at this point? Okay. So just first look at what they enjoy doing. You know, some people used to enjoy biking when they were little. Like, what do you enjoy when you, with that person... <laughs> What did they enjoy when they were 12? Like, is it team sports you like? Or is it uh, biking? You know, we have so many activities we can do here. There's, we even have, you know, we have um, soccer teams. We have so many opportunities. But it is making the time. And just starting out little by little, say, that person wants to run. And everyone thinks they have to push, push, push. Like, they go out and run, and I see people, like, really striding out and really pushing hard. But you can, if you held back just a little where it feels okay... And just start doing that 10 minutes and then add the next week, add five minutes on. So you're at 15 minutes and the next week, 
20 minutes and just enjoy just but not pushing it just taking it real hold it back and just quick little steps I always say and, and try to en just enjoy so it sounds like you're, t you're uh, advising this hypothetical guy yes. uh, <laughs> to maybe start off slow yes correct because the funny thing is that hypothetical guy, that, that this, this friend of mine, uh, who I know rather well, um, he, he used to go full blast in the gym because, mm. you know, uh, he grew up watching pro wrestling. And, of oh, course, okay. training, say your prayers, eat the vitamins like the Hulkster, <laughs> kind of got that imprinted on. And, and to have a to take uh, 50, 60 percent, 70 percent of effort as opposed to 100 percent is a little uh, something he may not be that aware of. Okay, but even and if he does like that all-out thing, there are activities, there are some of uh, uh, the different types of workouts you can do all over town and just make sh have someone make sure you get there, or that person get there. Right, right, yeah, my, my <laughs> hypothetical guy. Yes. Very good, well, so, thank but, you. But I, I believe taking it slow so you don't get injured. I mean, mm -hmm. we are more prone to injury as we mature. Yes. And just taking it slow. That so. hypothetical guy is well yes. aware of that. Okay, good. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, in addition to your calling as a fitness mentor for women, uh, oh, by the way, you're currently serving on the Whatcom County Council. Yes. Uh, in your first term. And according to the official website, because, you know, I, I'm on the web a lot, uh, I see that you're a member of the Finance and Administrative Services Committee, the Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee, the Public Works and Health Committees, as well as the uh, Business and Commerce Advisory Committee, Council of Governments, Intergovernmental Governmental Tribal Relations Committee, and Northwest Regional Council. Council person, Frazy. <laughs> what is the secret sauce to manage all those spinning plates that impact thousands of people in Whatcom County? Um, first of all, you show up to these meetings, and they're not all in one day. Mm. And for personal, I make sure, but before I ran, someone told me, I think it was Pinky Vargas, she said, make sure you know your why, and make sure you're there for the people, and make sure you know what you need in order to be the best you can be. So the things I thought about is I, I need to run every day or walk, I need to do something, so I make sure I get that time. I need to spend at least, I need to spend some time with my friends, at least two days, two mornings a week running so we get that social and the running in and also meditating every day. So I make sure I get those in and I'm okay. But with the, all those uh, meetings and committees, like I said, it's spread out throughout the time. Sure. And also just, and you're constantly reading and learning and reaching out to people. So you do have that support there. And we, and on every other Tuesday, we go all day, usually nine till after nine at night mm -hmm. and that's when the committees uh, meet and that's when we have our discussions and we make take our votes okay so. i'm glad things aren't in all uh, one big clump of <laughs> yes uh, of i day. am too that'd be a busy day um, <laughs> yes. but many of us in whatcom county get to see the council from meetings broadcast rebroadcast on local television stations perhaps or through um, newspaper or online news media outlets. Uh, Carol, I would love to learn your perspective of what the experience is like from sitting in the chair on the council. What is the experience, what, what, is, some, what is an insight that not many citizens like myself would know about life on the council? Okay, so life on the council is really listening. There's always a speaker, or even when we have public comment, there's always a speaker really listening to what these people say. And also my fellow committee members, just really listening. That's that's what I feel like is the most important. And then making your decisions from there. But we, so on Tuesdays, every other Tuesdays are our meetings, and we get the materials, paper and online, just, you get it the same, you can look it up at the same time. Uh -huh. <laughs> on Thursdays, usually, or Fridays, it's been later, but um, just starting to read and go through all the 
agenda items that we're going to go through and all the background, and then I can reach out to people if I need to during that time. But sitting up there, it's just really being in the moment, really paying attention, and it, it is a pretty intense day because it's you're really focused on what people are saying and trying to make decisions from there, from what you've gathered beforehand um, and who you reached out to, and then... I, because I feel like every vote matters, even if it's something someone would think is simple, like a road repair or something, it, it affects somebody, someone. So I really take that to heart and I want to continue that. Very good. Very good. So in my field as a technologist, I receive clients usually when they are at heightened states of anxiety and frustration when their computer's not working. So I'm used to working with people who are not in their optimal relating state. I can imagine, I'm fairly confident, that elected public officials receive, what's the term, emphatic feedback <laughs> from both sides of the aisle, if, if we are to describe the political realm. How do you process both the encouragement and criticism from all sides that are coming at you? I, you know, I, I, we do get that, either a phone, phone calls, we get it directly, even during the council meetings, and also um, through email, a lot of email. And just really, each person has a story, and each person has a perspective, so really listening to them and it might be totally what not my viewpoint but I really can listen to where they're coming from and I think that's the most important thing is to realize that we're all not all going to have the same perspective and we're coming from a different angle and that's okay but listening to again it always comes down to listening and just being open to oh that's something I didn't think about a paradigm shift or something just something that, that always being aware and thinking and listening. It's, it's tough to have the, the, the magic secret, uh, you know, solution to meet all people's needs. Yes, and I'm keeping my emotions out of it. Oh. You know, that's really important because once you just get that emotional, like, lizard brain, mm -hmm. um, yes. it's all over. So really, and I think that's where the meditation helps because it just, uh, yeah, just staying in that place where I'm just open to questioning and listening. And sometimes, you know, that's difficult when people are very emotional and emotions. And usually I'll just step back if I do get that lizard brain going. <laughs> so, so for those of you not uh, aware of the term lizard brain, um, initially the impetus for this uh, interview, uh, Carol, is I, I listened to, uh, we both, as it turns out, listened to a podcast called Akimbo, who uh, is by Seth Godin. And Seth Godin uh, is an oracle of information, at least in my life with professional development and leadership. And it turns out county council person, uh, Frazee, had a listener question on the show, and I'm and like, hi, this is Carol Frazee from Bellingham. And I'm like, hey, I know her. <laughs> I've seen her around. I don't really know her, but still. Um, Carol, what does uh, Seth Godin, how did you encounter uh, this marketing, leadership, business-related uh, guru as, uh, who was Seth Godin? Yes, I can't remember exactly where. I don't know if I picked up his book, uh, Purple Cow. Have oh, you read yes. It? Yes, and I, I really love his idea of the purple cow. And did you, did you want to explain the purple cow, or do you remember? I think, I think if you're looking at a field of cows, normally white with uh, a typical light-colored cows, if you happen to see one spray-painted purple, uh, you tend to remember that uh, cow. And while my reading comprehension is substandard, I think that was the gist of it. How can you stand out from a field of colleagues or peers, not cows, uh, but to be able to stand out so people will remember you. Was that what you Yes, yes. And, and I loved his way of marketing and how it comes from a good place. How can you help people? Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm trying to market to you. It's like, how can I serve? How can I help people? And I really love that about him. And uh, yeah, my husband says that 
you know, oh, here we go with Seth again, because I always talk about Seth. <laughs> yep, I've, I've talked to my wife about uh, Mr. Godin's th thoughts and such, but I think it's for good. Yes, it is. In a lot it's all of ways. good. All right, let's put the upcoming election aside, and uh, let's put your current role with the county council aside. So now this is just Chris and Carol. Okay. All right. As a citizen of Bellingham for almost 20 years, what's one thing you would want to see improved here in this town? Um, Just one, one for starters. <laughs> one for starters is in Bellingham, well, all over the county, um, I biked here today, and I think we are getting more bike lanes, mm -hmm. but I would like to see them everywhere. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people that do, that are pushing for that, and um, just safer and if you've ever been to Boulder, Colorado or Davis, California, it's just, you know, bikes everywhere. And I would love to have that all the time. And it, I, mean, I did see more today, uh -huh. but I would like to see more of that and more being able to walk anywhere and trails. And I know we have a lot and we're very spoiled with that. Sure. But I always, I would like to see it, everything connected that way. It can way. get better. Yeah, it I can just, get better. I just noticed recently Chestnut Street going up the hill has a dedicated bike lane. They took those three lanes and made it two. And so now that you have to make sure that as you're turning right, you really can't, you know, do any power moves. Right. Uh, so no more power moves. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the thing I like is like when I lived in Boulder, uh, you always look to the right before you even turn because there's always a bike there. And if we get to that point, I would actually like that. <laughs> I, I think it, it will happen little by little, but okay. uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't quite aware that you were down with the bike uh, lanes, but that's good to hear. Um, what is something currently not available in Bellingham that if you had a magic wand, all right, the the the, the phrasey uh, wand you, of resources and budget that you would bring to town? And I'm just going to talk Bellingham for right now, even though we're in Whatcom okay. County. More affordable housing. More affordable housing. <laughs> yes, okay. that's all really right. important. It is very important. I couldn't afford the house if I. If I had to buy my house today, I couldn't afford it. And it's, we moved, like we bought it in 2001 and it's just, it's just amazing how much it went up. It's yeah. just difficult for a lot of people. I, we've talked about this a little bit on the show and we definitely see it everywhere. Uh, I got that. Uh, so with affordable housing, um, there are a number of uh, nonprofits around. Mm -hmm. There are a number of areas. Where would you how would you guide that uh, process to be able to get to in a place of affordable housing for folks coming to Bellingham or uh, young professionals that want to be able to invest? Right. Um, I don't have the magic answer, and I wish I did. I am on the Business and Commerce Advisory Committee. Yes. And what, we, what they have done is um, talked about things we can do in Bellingham, it's mostly in Bellingham and in Whatcom County, the things we can change to make housing more affordable because businesses even aren't, it's hard for businesses to even stay here because their workers can't afford That's a true. place. And so we can't even attract people to come here to have a business. So we're having difficulty with that. So um, they are working on some solutions and also things like the Colshin Land Trust, Land Community Trust, it's, it's, it has a good model a good template okay. of how they do it. There is there is no ready to print solution. No, I wish yeah. there was for a lot of things. <laughs> but we got to listen to each other and we got to work together to be able to find out a way to make things better. Yeah, and there's a lot of different things going on. People are doing different uh, ways like Colshin and everything. So people are trying and and it takes a it's not one magic bullet. It's going to be a bunch of different ideas. 
I understand. Yeah. All right. So, Carol, pop yes. quiz time. Okay. Uh, all of my uh, guests that I interview, uh, I always ask these couple questions. So, if you're ready, where is your favorite place to grab a bite to eat around Bellingham or Whatcom County? Or Whatcom County. Okay. Uh, just one? Let's start with one. <laughs> one. Okay. Uh, Super Mario's food truck. Really? Uh, yes, I love food trucks. You know, I think AJ and I might be having a show involving food trucks. We might have to make mention of you that. You might. What about Super Mario's appeals to you? Um, it's in that, do you know, have you been there? It's like a gas station area. I'm not quite familiar with okay. the location. Well. <laughs> Where, uh, whereabouts is it located? It's uh, by, by State Street. Oh, State it's Street, off okay. Of street, State Street. All right. Bit. So, well, what is your uh, dish of choice? Um, the Super Burrito. I think I may know where it is. I've driven oh, past okay. it. Okay, Super Burrito from yes. Super Mars. Very good. Yes, that's it. Um, should you, now, this is your uh, a beverage. So, whether it's a, a drink of, of alcoholic nature or of coffee or of tea, where is your favorite location to go around here? Oh, I, I like a lot of them. We just went to Goods, but uh, I love. Uh, Boundary Bays, mm -hmm. and I love Cabin Fever, and only comes out in the winter. Okay, so that's my favorite. So some people have the pumpkin spice uh, affi affinity. <laughs> I'm the Cabin Fever. You got the Cabin Fever. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, when yeah. life gets stressful, and I got a feeling in some cases it might for uh, all that you do. Uh, where in Bellingham or Whatcom County do you go to de-stress, unwind, decompress, or just process? Okay, I, five days a week I'm up on Galbraith Mountain huh. uh, running. I just it's just the magical place up there, and it just. Wonderful. All right. So Galbraith Mountain, I, I've heard a lot about that place. Okay, you got to get up there. <laughs> oh, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a well-known, uh, there's cult-like status. In, yes, you know, Very good. Well, Carol Frazee, Whatcom County Council person, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Continued success in all of your uh, endeavors, and we're just uh, thankful that you're on the show. Okay, thanks, Chris. This was fun. Outdoorsy. Uh, community center, dude, nailed it. And uh, as you did as well with the work that you had to do, audio editing for all the wind gusts. <laughs> thank you for that. Sorry about that. That's okay. Sorry, listeners, for all of the uh, for all of the grooming on. If that, you're that, listening to it in yeah. your car and the subwoofers are going boom boom, uh, we apologize. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that, as, as as Carol was mentioning, did you catch her helpful tip for getting out there and doing exercise? Hey, the first step is the hardest. I'm 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 sorry. I was surmising, but basically, she said the same thing you said. Pretty much yes but my favorite takeaway from what she mentioned put out your workout clothes the night before or sleep in them or, or sleep in them right yeah, so yeah. they're ready to go when you wake up now if you prep ahead of time you don't have to do that extra effort in the morning when you're all groggy you get into that routine it, it it's taking you one step closer to that so and don't do it by yourself you no know, i'm a loner by nature uh, You're an some, introvert. What? Some people are naughty by nature, but I'm actually a loner by nature. And to lift lift weights or do exercise with someone, sure. Uh, my wife and I walk our dog. That's great. Mm -hmm. But you can't do this by yourself, uh, dear listener. If you got a friend, a colleague, someone who will help keep you accountable, actually find someone that may be an adversary. Yeah. Because now you got some built-in competition. <laughs> well, there is that too. I honestly liked her response to you. Uh, or sorry, that that, friend, that hypothetical that, guy, that guy, yeah, that, that guy. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, and I, I, I have to say, like, I, I'm kind of somebody who does this as well. Like, when I, when I feel like I've, I've fallen behind in my routine, I go like guns a blazing. I push myself overly hard, and as of recently, uh, injured myself and put me out of commission for a month. You know, like you gotta. That first step is the hardest, but if you feel like you've slipped ease back into it yeah. you know don't go guns a blazing you got to start light and uh, build things up we're not uh revving at the stoplight and gunning it uh, once it turns green yeah so, word of the wise 
So this September, we're, yes. we're fully entrenched in September now that yep. Labor Day has passed and we're you know going through the month. I have it, a mission, dear podcast partner, AJ. Okay, what is thy mission? Should I choose to accept it? It's not, Dun -dun. Really, it's not a mission for you, but it's a mission for myself. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not really doing a diet. I'm not really doing the the, the dietary things. I thought uh, you were on. Were you, I thought you were on a diet right now. Trying to, but you know how I am. Okay, uh, cool, it cool. Goes for a while, but for the month of September, I am uh, attempting a thing called intermittent fasting. Oh yeah. Or at least a period of time that I will consume food and putting stuff in my mouth. Okay, so when's the kitchen open and when does the kitchen close? <laughs> Eleven a.m. to seven p.m. Nice. It's an eight-hour window, so okay. you have. I'm not eating eight consecutive hours. But I'm uh, able to eat. Yeah. My gut is welcoming or saying vacancy to food and drink. Pac-Man, nom, 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 nom. And then from 7 p.m. to 11 a.m., I don't consume anything except for liquids okay. in the morning just because. You Water know, and tea and coffee, I presume? Uh, maybe uh, some caffeine here and there. Okay. But yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give that a try. And also no sugar or drunk food. I, had a, I recently was able to go. Uh, have dinner with my uh, beautiful daughter and she wanted to go get dessert and I had to break the bad news. I'm sorry, Aww. I'm not able to have dessert and, you know, but I'll go there with you. And she's like, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, it's that plus having a container from the meal prep Sunday yep. thing, my yep. beautiful wife and I have done. Uh, it's really easy. It's almost a no brain way kind of food. I just can't eat before 11 and after seven. So that's cool. my mission. So what do you got going on, AJ? So uh, other than uh, taking advantage of the last little bits of awesome weather that we have, uh, Distinguished Gentleman's Ride's coming up. And uh, is this your third year? Yeah, it's 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 a, it's our it's my third year, and I usually ride with our neighbors to the north up in Vancouver, Canada. Yes. And so this year, uh, I mean, at the time of this recording, we've already raised two million, all of us globally, in the Distinguished Gentleman's That's Ride. That's astounding. And all of these proceeds support both the Movember Foundation and the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. And they're they're a nonprofit, as we always love good nonprofits. Absolutely. And uh, with 23 days to go, you know, we've got I think there's over 600 rides around the world. And what these men and women do, we dress up in our our, our most dapper attire, and we go through uh, city centers um, in polite, gentlemanly, and gentlewomanly manner. That's the way of putting it. Yeah. Um, to promote men's health, specifically prostate cancer and men's mental health. Uh, and yeah, it, it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome ride as a motorcyclist, but also just as a spectator, seeing a fleet of awesome classical motorcycles and everybody dapper to the hilt, we're showstoppers. Absolutely. Especially the people trying to turn right on the road that you're <laughs> all driving down. <laughs> so if, you, if that, if that interests you, you can do a couple of things. One, you can sponsor me as a writer. I'll have a link in the show notes. For the love of Paul Stanley, drink. And um, yeah, all, I don't, uh, there, nothing of it goes to me. It goes directly to the cause. Um, and, or if you just want to kind of find out what this cause is about and on, on any social media, you can follow the hashtag ride dapper yes. and you can take a look at years past as well as the progress that's being made this year. Uh, and you can also find out if there's any rides in your city. Um, we don't have one here in Bellingham, but there is one in Seattle and Vancouver and several uh, cities across the U S so, Very good. um, check it out. Absolutely. Um, but also along the same lines because of DGR, which is, uh, the 29th of September, if you're following along 
um, and our schedules just in life and stuff. This will be the last podcast for two weeks um, just because it's hard to pin me uh, down as I am trying to hit as many peaks as I can before Z fall. Uh, Absolutely. Hits. And so uh, we appreciate the subscribing that you do. Uh, and so give it a couple of weeks. We'll be back yeah. with some fresh new content. But most importantly, out of all of this, AJ, yes. we must thank Whatcom County Councilperson Carol Frazee yes. for uh, taking the time to uh, sit down and chat with us. Thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed my interview and we had a great chat. Yeah, that was great. It, as blustery as it was. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. <laughs> I couldn't control the weather, but I had to inter- I had to yeah, go outside. I know. I got you. I Absolutely. got you. So thanks, Carol, for uh, joining us on the show. Cool. All right. So let's stick a fork in this and wrap the show up. That wraps up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get our podcast. Or if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us over there on community-powered KMRE 102.3 FM. Ooh, that was low and subdued. That was me transitioning into a radio DJ voice. I like they it. air our show, whether you like it or not, Mondays at 6.30 p.m. and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Twice a week you can hear us. <laughs> Go off. Uh, and they're also streaming worldwide at... KMRE.org. So on that note, I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thank you once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Very smooth podcast operators. But we are not smooth jazz. No.